0: Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Boys Wrestling, brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph, on the web at pennstatehealth.org, Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story, and the Reading Royals. Now to the mat, here's your announcer, Mike Boyer.
1: Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the live broadcast of Exeter High School Wrestling here on the Exeter Sports Network, found on Jerry Geloff Media. I'm your announcer, Mike Boyer, and I'm excited to be back behind the mic to bring you the action tonight from Berks One Wrestling Match between the Exeter Eagles and the Mules of Muhlenberg. I'm coming to you live on the Exeter Sports Network from Riften, Pennsylvania, here in the Stephen Ruth Gymnasium on the campus of Exeter Senior High School for tonight's Burks One Division Wrestling matchup between the Eagles and the Mules. As we move the calendar forward here to 2022, we too have moved forward as we hit the meat of the divisional schedules here in the Berks County wrestling season. The preseason and holiday tournaments have passed, and it's time for the true season to begin. With that, we have also pushed the weight classes forward by two pounds, so starting at 106 pounds will now be 108 pounds. With the two pounds pushing forward, we will also start to see a number of wrestlers look to drop their weight class or two to make their final slide to the, deci- to the desired postseason weights. Both the Eagles and the Mules come into tonight's match, having wrestled in Lancaster County over the holidays in the Conestoga Valley Holiday Tournament last week. Exeter finished 13th place out of 45 teams with four wrestlers making it into the award stand, while Muhlenberg finished 23rd with one place wrestler with a, fourth, a fifth place finish tonight here at exeter it's big brother big sister night as the exeter youth organization has brought all of their wrestlers both boys and girls to the high school to be matched up with their big brother or big sister from the high school girls or high school boys wrestling team uh, we'll be back in a little bit to talk a little bit about what lays ahead here in berks county tonight and throughout the week take a look at the league standings and take an in-depth look at tonight's match right after this commercial break You're listening to Jerry Galoff Media's presentation of Exeter High School Wrestling right here on the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon... Our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek and Shroustown seeing you quickly. Our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more.
2: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully-customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit
1: them at megsquiltedmemories.com. Welcome back to the Exeter Sports Network's broadcast of Exeter High School Wrestling for our first home dual meet of the 2021-2022 season against the Mules of Muhlenberg. As I said before the break, Exeter finished up the 2021 calendar year with a solid showing at the Cumberland Valley Holiday Tournament with four wrestlers placing in the event. Uh, At 126 pounds, we had Michael Borja finish fourth. At 160, Nick Nick Nettleton came in sixth place, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. At 189 pounds, Johnny Miller came in third place with a really nice tournament. And in eighth place finish at 285 pounds was Keegan Sneering Sabatka. Uh, the Eagles entered tonight's match with a 1-0 record as they defeated Daniel Boone, the Blazers, uh, last Wednesday, the Wednesday before Christmas, by a score of 42-34. to 34. That was on the 22nd of December. Here's how the rest of the league looks as all the teams of Berks County are getting underway with their dual, meets, dual meet seasons. Uh, tonight... Again, we have Daniel Boone at Wilson in a rematch of the 2021 team championships. Schuylkill Valley travels to um, Brandywine Heights uh, for a 6.30 match there. Twin Valley travels to Kutztown, Conrad Weiser is at Ole, and Burke's Catholic will travel of 183 to Tulpe to take on the Trojans of topol In last night's action, Governor Mifflin defeated Hamburg 54-21, and Conrad Weiser defeated Ole 45-30 rounding out the rest of the week's wrestling. Tomorrow night, we'll be at Reading High to take on the Red Knights at 6.30. Brandywine will be at Berks Catholic and Berks II, as will Kutztown at Skooko Valley, Ole at Twin Valley, Conrad Weiser at Why I'm Missing. On Saturday, you can listen to extra High School Wrestling right here on the Exeter Sports Network Channel 3 as they travel to Octorora for the Octorora Duels. Joining them from Berks County will be Wilson High School. Governor Mifflin will be at Mannheim Township for the Blue Street Duels on Saturday, and Hamburg will be hosting their own Hawk Duels. From Berks 2 on Saturday, Conrad Weiser and Ole will be at Lebanon in the Cedar Duels. Kutztown will be at Schuylkill Valley, Ole at Twin Valley, Conrad Weiser at Why oh, I'm Missing, as I said. And in the crossover, Muhlenberg and Wild will go to the Grizzly Duels of Elizabethtown, and Reading High will go down to Twin Valley as the Twin Valley Raiders host the Raider Duels. And again, as we said tonight, Exeter host the Mules of Muhlenberg. As we take a look at the county standings in Burks 1, Governor Mifflin tops the, the brackets right now at 3-0. Exner is 1-0. Daniel Boone, 0-1. Wilson is yet to wrestle a league match, and Muhlenberg comes in tonight's match, 0-1. Hamburg, 1-1 on the season of the league, 1-5 overall, and Reading is 0-2. In Burks 2, Weiser leads right now, 3-0 in the season, followed by Burks Catholic and Brandywine and Schuylkill Valley all at 2-0. And Topol Hawkins at 1-2, Ole Valley 1-3. And And then why I'm missing Twin Valley and Kutztown have no wins at this point. I'll be back for a closer look at tonight's match and a few words from assistant coach Joe Estorino right after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Wrestling on the Exeter Sports Network.
3: The arena's been shut, the ice has been melted, the stands have been empty, empty. empty but a new day has dawned. The lights are back on, the ice is frozen, the boys are back, it's time to get back to hockey. Your running royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena, get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat but you'll only need the edge.
4: It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And welcome back to Exeter High School for tonight's match between the Muhlenberg Mules. I'm joined now for Matt Time with longtime Exeter assistant coach Joe Astorino. Joe, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: Joe, uh, I talked a little earlier about the Cumberland Valley uh, Holiday Tournament and how well we did with four-place winners uh, last week. What were one of the two things you took away from the tournament as
4: far as the team? Um, I think we found that we have a little bit more depth in some places and how our lineup's going to shape up as the year goes on. You know, that's the first time that we've had the two-pound allowance. So seeing where kids were in their development, where they were competitively, being able to have more than one kid in a bracket, um, we got to see some depth that we kind of maybe weren't necessarily aware of early on going in and kind of got a glimpse at how we're going to try to shape our lineup going into the end of the season. Sure. Now, I talked a little bit about Nick Nettleton at 160 and what happened in the holiday tournament. Uh, That certainly
1: puts a strain on the lineup uh, for the remainder of the regular season. Talk a little bit about how that loss to the team is going to affect you guys or impact what you do going forward.
4: Um, I think the biggest loss anytime you lose a kid like Nick Nettleton is just the energy he brings, the intensity on the mat and in the room. But, um, you know, not having him from a competitive standpoint is giving up, um, not necessarily giving up points, but, Forfeiting some of the points that he was, you know, sure to get for you, he's typically a bonus point scorer. Um, we do have some depth there with uh, Matt DePiro had a great tournament out there for us, uh, but um, it, it's going to be tough to tell going down the line, but definitely somebody that we're going to miss because, as I said, he's a bonus point scorer for us.
1: And like you said, obviously losing the bonus points, but you talked about Matt DiPiro, and, and one of the things I want to ask you about was you see some new guys stepping up here. I see Ryan Peterson's back in the room, which is good for you guys at the top of your lineup, and, and as you talked about, Matt DiPiro had a really nice tournament at 160, came home with a 3-2 and record after that. Um, talk a little about some of the younger guys here, some of the guys who maybe they don't know about, um, and how they're shaping up like Matt DiPiro.
4: Sure. I'm um, uh you know, starting kind of at the lower end of the lineup, you know, Comlin Boyer coming up this year is a really hard worker in the room. He's had a couple close bouts with Joey Henderson in the wrestle-offs, but continues to bring it every day and has a lot of energy going into the room and, you know, is very coachable. Uh, Gavin Gary, who's going to be at 32, but uh, probably bumping for us this evening, um, is is a, a tough kid, just real gritty, real strong. Doesn't complain, doesn't say a word, but... He's always moving forward, moving forward, and uh, working hard. And then uh, Depiro was the other one, you know, that really kind of shined for us, and kind of has become more and more moldable as the season's gone on with us in the room, and kind of finding out as coaches a little bit more about him and how to coach him and what his strengths are and how to kind of capitalize on those. Yeah, you talk about Gavin and both Matt and what they did last week, and and I think one of the things you can really see is
1: their strength, as far as physically their strength, allows them to stay in matches. Kind of like last year with Joey Henderson, Michael, and Ashton, I think, you know, we, we used to joke about them being the triplets, but... You know, you've got those freshman kids coming through, but you can really see when, when guys like Matt, who's done a real nice job in the off season, and have done a real nice job in the off season, building their bodies up to be competitive at the high school level as, as sophomores this year and freshmen.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the, the strength program that we put into place years ago has paid dividends for us for a long time now, and having kids like them that are committed to the off season workouts and continue to get into the room lifting weights kind of, you know, bringing more kids and more numbers into that room and kind of building off each other has definitely been a strong point. Joe, I can't let you go without asking about tonight's
1: match. Uh, What are the keys to beating Muhlenberg? Um, In the last two or three seasons, we've dominated this match. Um, I've got this match someone's like 45-14. What do you see coming into
4: tonight? Um, Yeah, I think as far as competitively, I think um, we're we're probably a little bit... uh, Overmatched for them um, right now. It, it, they kind of have a young team, some inexperience, and some kids in and out of the lineup, so it'll be interesting. But um, what we're really kind of looking forward to is the competitive matchups that we'll have. We're hoping to see Johnny Miller and Tucker Belanca, who's one of their big guns, um, give you kind of a, a showdown for like, you know, county supremacy there at that weight. Um, Ashton Warshall, I think we're going to have him um, going up against Caleb Hafer, who had a, a, another kid that had a really nice tournament at, at uh, Conestoga Valley. Hafer made the semifinals, and um, unfortunately uh, Ashton wasn't in the lineup for that tournament, so he didn't get a chance to match up with him there. And then um, maybe 138, seeing you know, young Gavin Gary go up against Drew Mickey Gumby, who's been around for a long time now, to see someone young go against someone a little bit more experienced and uh, see what we can take out of those three matchups.
1: You know, interestingly enough, Riley Transky wrestled Hafer two years ago, pinned him in a minute 20. Um, so I thought that we'd get that matchup tonight, but I understand the lineups go. Maybe we'll see Ashton I, out there. I think
4: actually you're right. I think uh, if it shakes out the way the weigh-ins came out, it actually will be Riley and Hafer up at 152. Um, we're trying to bump to fill the lineup for us, and I think that if they're going to put everybody that they weighed in out on the mat, then that would it's, it's either going to be Triansky or Warshaw against Hafer. But, but it'll be interesting because I don't think Hafer wrestled at all last year. Did not. Based on his record. Nor um, did Ryla Yeah, Yeah, uh, but it looks like uh, Hafer definitely did, did put some off-season work in based on what I saw last week. Absolutely. And the last thing you said was the Belanca and, and Johnny Miller match where Miller-Tech
1: in last year, I believe, in 220 or something like that. Um, hopefully we'll see that match as well. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us tonight, and best success this evening. All right, thanks for having me. And that was Coach Joe Astorino, longtime assistant here at Exeter. Uh, we appreciate Joe sitting down taking the time to uh, talk to us. Uh, let's take a little bit more a look at this match tonight. We're going to start at the 138-pound weight class. Um, it appears that Exeter is going to bump their lineup up. It looks like we're going to put Gavin Geary out at 138. Um, that will depend on what we see um, with Governor uh, with, uh, with Muhlenberg. Uh, Nick Bradbury weighed in at 38. He's the only guy they had there. So I imagine we'll get Bradbury... Mickey Hafer Um, if if they're going to bring somebody else out they're going to have to throw somebody else on there Uh, but we'll see how that goes but our lineup tonight should be at 138 Gavin Geary 145 Ashton Warshaw 152 Riley Triansky at 160, Matt DiPiro stepping in for the injured Nick Nettleton. At 172, Finn Strauss. At 189, the leader of the Exeter Eagles, uh, Johnny Miller. Johnny comes in tonight's match, 12-2 record. Uh, two outstanding tournaments to start the season and just headed in the right direction. At 215, another senior captain, Sam Orzalek, At 285, We've got Keegan Sneeringer, Sabatka that turns the lineup over to 106, where we'll see Racer Boyd at 113, Ian Lubinow at 120, Joey Henderson at 126, Condon Boyer, and finishing up tonight should be Michael Borja at 132 pounds. Uh, the Eagles, as we said, come into tonight's match 1-0. Uh, they defeated Daniel Boone on the 22nd, 42-34. Um, Muhlenberg, as we said, enters tonight's match 0-1, having lost to Governor Mifflin 25-45 last week. Last year, the Eagles defeated the Mules by a score of 59-6, and in 2019, 65-12. Uh, in last year's match, all of Exeter's wins were bonus point wins. So there were falls from uh, senior last year, Jevin Goulden, Sam Orzilek, uh graduating senior Tim Furman, uh, Michael Borja, and graduating senior Patrick Borja. We had one tech fall at 172 pounds with Johnny Miller. There were four four-foots to Ryan Peterson, Joey Henderson, Ashton Warsaw, and Nick Nettleton. XR will be led, as I said, by Johnny Miller, uh, the senior at 189 pounds, 12-2 on the season. He's had a second and third place finish in the first two tournaments of the year. Has done a really nice job. Leading the Mules coming in at 0-1, as we talked about with Coach Astorino, was Caleb Hafer, who's 9-3 on the year. Um, He placed fifth at Conestoga Valley. He did not wrestle in 2020. And so it's good to see him getting back on the mat, breaking some rust off, and, and having a really nice season here his junior year. Um, As I said, he did wrestle Riley Triansky back in 2019, and Riley pinned him in a minute 20, but he looks like a completely different wrestler at this time. Again, Nick Nettleton out of the lineup, possibly for the remainder of the regular season. Nick um, was was slammed in the match in the semifinals, and he was cut inside the nose, uh, just inside his eye along the bridge of his nose. He did not get the worst of it. The young man he wrestled, from Central York, Macon Myers Jr. was split all the way across the top of his eye from one edge of the eyebrow to the other, and it was a deep cut. And uh, actually, uh, unfortunately for, for Myers, he'd actually passed out from the collision of their heads and uh, was carted off the mat. Uh, but Nick was unable to finish the tournament, so he, had, he would have gone to the semifinals into the finals, uh, but actually bumped him all the way out, that he had to take three default losses and wound up in sixth place. Uh, taking over for Nick Nettleton, as we talked about, will be the sophomore, Matt DiPiro. Matt had a really nice tournament, as Coach Astrid and I talked about. He's 3-2 and two in the season, and now he's getting preparing himself as we hit the meat of the season here, going into um, Berks County Wrestling here. So we'll see DiPiro at 160 moving forward. And we talked about the potential matchups here uh, with Riley Tryanski and possibly Caleb Hafer. Uh, we'll see if that folds out at 145, 152, if it folds out at all. And then at 189, hopefully we'll see Tucker Belanca. And Johnny Miller, as we said, Johnny Miller, tech fall, Tucker Blanca last year at 172. As I I said before, I see this score going 45-14 in favor of the Eagles, and um, hopefully that'll be a a good sign for us, give us our second win here in the league, and keep us up there with Governor Mifflin. Uh, We'll be back to hear the, the lineups of the National Anthem right after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: to learn more. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That Season's Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
2: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Redding. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com.
3: The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. 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 But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your running Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge.
0: This is the sound of Exeter Eagles basketball on the crystal clear digital quality Exeter Sports Network.
3: He's on the line. He's got his second. It's coming. And that is no good. It is a two-point Wilson lead. They're on the fast break. They get it to Anthony Cachese. They back it out to Joey Schlaffer. Go cross court to Teddy Snyder. He puts up a three. It's good! Six seconds to go. He hits it. Wilson calls timeout. And Exeter with a one point lead on a huge three from Teddy Snyder.
0: This is the sound of high school basketball on analog, crappy old AM radio. That's fifty-seven. Exeter Sports Network. Snyder, he puts up a three. It's good. Crappy old AM radio. You're listening to high school sports coverage from Jerry Gellick Media, the leader in sports broadcasting in Burt's County, the home of the Exeter Sports Network and the Saints Sports Network, on the web at jgmedia.us. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And welcome back here to Stephen R. Ruth Gymnasium in the Exeter High School gymnasium and high school campus. Again, the Eagles are warming up on the mat. We'll be ready to start here in a few minutes. Uh, Again, this match will start at 138 pounds. We should see a freshman on the mat to start for the Eagles, Gavin Gary. And uh, hopefully we'll see him taking on uh, from... Muhlenberg, Nick Bradbury, but we'll see what they do with the lineups here. Um, difference in the size of the teams here. You know, we went through the whole football season, kept looking at our sidelines, looked at the opponent's sidelines, and we kept commenting how much there were so many more people on the other sideline compared to our sidelines. In wrestling, it's a little bit different. We've got 22 guys in the mat right now warming up, which is great to see. Muhlenberg has about nine guys in uniform this evening. So you can see the difference of where the two programs are at this point, and uh, we've got a few of our wrestlers right now um, we talked about Ryan Peterson, our senior um, heavyweight, and Nick Nelson, our 160-pounder, not even in the lineup tonight or on the mat. And so a lot of good things here at Exeter. We had a chance to see the elementary program. Uh, tonight, the junior high team won uh, their match against Buhlenberg We had about 65 to 70 elementary wrestlers here, part of the Big Brother Big Sister night, the event here where we pair up. Uh, High school uh, girls wrestlers and high school boys wrestlers. And they get to be a big brother, big sister for one of the young elementary wrestlers. And so that's always good to see. And, again, the numbers were fabulous there. So that's one of the things you can say about Exeter Wrestling. It continues to move forward, continues to grow and build. And uh, an opportunity this year to make it to the uh, county playoffs if things keep going this way. Um, I see it in District 1 or Burks 1 being Exeter and Wilson. And in 2, I see it being Conrad Weiser and Burks Catholic. But extra is finishing up here on the mat. Uh, we're about to go to the lineups here in a moment. And again, 138-pound weight class where we'll start. As extra leaves the mat, lines up here against Muhlenberg. This is the second match for both these teams uh, coming into tonight's match. As we hit the, the heart of the season here, you'll see two matches a week now with the multiple matches on the weekends with the dual-team tournaments and things of that nature. So again. Uh, we'll go back out here and take a look at the, the lineups. We're starting at 138. As I said, Gavin Gary for the Eagles, and it should be Nick Bradbury, a sophomore, who's 2-8 in the season for Muhlenberg. Uh, after that, we'll see Caleb Hayford, who we talked about, top wrestler right now for Muhlenberg at 9-3. Or it could be Jamiki Gumby, who's 1-0 in the season, who's also a junior. Mif- uh, yeah, I keep wanting to say Governor Mifflin today. Muhlenberg will, will, will fill in somewhere at 160 there at 172, They'll throw in Jaden Popo or uh, Cameron Young. Uh, Popo's a junior. is 0-5 in the season. Young's a junior. has not wrestled this year yet. At 189 pounds, uh, probably should be the best match of the night. Sophomore for Muhlenberg. Tucker Belanca is 10-4 in the season. Uh, Tucker is the son of Chris Belanca, the head coach at uh, Alvernia, the, the Golden Wolves college wrestling team so obviously Tucker's off to a great career right now in high school had a great freshman season and that uh, he's following up with an outstanding start to a sophomore year being 10 and 4 at 215 pounds Samson Evans is a freshman he's 1 and 6 in the season on the season or Jordanis Aserta as a uh, uh, has not wrestled this year yet so again both teams are lined up here for introductions And Muhlenberg is, is will putting out Jermicki Gumbie at 130 out against Evans, Gavin Gary at 145. Caleb Hafer will go out for the Mules, and he'll get Ashton Warshaw for the Eagles. Muhlenberg will bump up someone to 152 there for Riley Tryanski. Muhlenberg has a guy they can put out here, at JV Rester at 160 to see if he'll take on Matt DePiro of the Eagles. At 172 you have Jaden Papo or Cameron Young. For the Eagles we'll have Finn Strauss. We talked about the much awaited match here at 189 pounds. Johnny Miller for the Eagles. Tucker Belanca, the sophomore for the Mules. At 215 pounds, Muhlenberg will send out either Jordana Serta, who's a varsity wrestler last year, has not been lined up yet this year, or Samson Evans, a freshman, against one of Exeter's senior captains, Sam Orzelak. And at heavyweight, uh, a, a fairly decent wrestler from Muhlenberg, Caleb Havers, a senior, he's six and six on the season. Um, he'll take on. We talked about Keegan Schneering-Sabatka at 285. At 106 pounds, Javian Cruz, a freshman. Six and five in the season will take on Racer Boyd. Racer Boyd's a freshman who's 0 and four in the season, or Molly Lubinau who's one and two in the season, also a freshman. At 113 pounds, extra should receive a forfeit for Ian Lubinau. At 120 pounds, Joey Henderson will wrestle at four and six, the sophomore, against junior three and eight, T.J. Simmons for the Mules. At one twenty-six, it'll be either Michael Borja or Conlan Boyer. We see the either forfeit, and at one thirty-two, will either be Borja or Boyer um, against one of the players that they'll be able to bounce off the JV roster here to put out. We'll see. as they finish up introductions here uh, with two more matches. There we go, 132 with Michael Borja. Gavin Geary's already ready to go. We'll have the National Anthem here in a moment though. And we'll go, we'll go silent right now for the National Anthem. We'll be back right after this. Back here, give me a little idea of what it looks like here inside the Exeter Gymnasium. All the lights are out except for the mat light which hovers over the top of the mat, uh, lighting the whole mat. Uh, The rest of the crowd is dark all the way through. Um, We've got a good crowd on hand here for Exeter tonight. As I said, it's elementary wrestling night as well as as honoring some of the young wrestlers. Uh, Exeter has won the toss being green. Exeter takes odd matches, so they'll be odd tonight. So that means they'll have the choice uh, in between periods of all the odd matches, starting with the first match here with Gavin Geary. So we're about to get underway. At 138 pounds, going to the table right now, checking in his blue single with a white stripe down the side, Exeter's Gavin Geary. Gavin wears a blue headgear. With Exeter across the front, almost got run over by the cameraman as he tried to get to the mat. Well, it looks like it'll be Jermickey Gumby for the Mules here. Gumby and Gary at 138 pounds. Russell shake hands and we're underway. Quickly to a tie up, both guys are collar tie. Gavin works for inside, pushes it away. Again, freshman versus senior here. Uh, junior. Gumby goes for the shot. Gary sprawls, Gumby's in the leg, circles around to the right side, covers both the legs. Gary's gotta keep the wizard here. He's gotta get his hips up off the mat. No takedown's been awarded yet. Yep. Gumby's got the leg step over, he's gonna get two here. And there's two takedown for Gumby. First points of the night takedown for Jermickey Gumby. And the Muhlenberg Mule leads two nothing with a minute 25 to go here in the first period. He's got a wrist trap on the right hand side. He's running a hard half Nelson to the left. He rips it across. Gary fights to keep himself flat here. Not exposing his shoulders. Jermic- Jermicke Gumby really running that left arm half Nelson. Possibly going to potentially change to switch his sides here. Nice job there by Gavin Gary to fight off the half and not give up any points. Breaks the hold, now works himself back up to his base. Gumby goes to a two-on-one on the right side. Gary sits out, tries to get to his base again. Scoots his feet out on the run the edge of the line here, 48 seconds to go. Gumby working a two-on-one, but nothing else. Right on the end line here. Half of Gary's body's out of bounds. Keeps crawling himself for it. He Gets his hands free, he's got a chance to score here. Sits himself through, rolls back through, they turn back to the mat. 33 seconds go here in the first period. Muhlenberg's Jermicke Gumby leads two nothing. Back to that two on one. Tries to come around, breaks Geary's hips flat. Geary continues to work back to his base. He's gotta get himself to his feet here. He sits hard, he's, got to, he's up to his feet and gets pulled back down to the mat with 10 seconds to go. As Gumby covers the hips, they'll ride him out here for the remaining five seconds it looks like. So at the end of the first period, Muhlenberg's for Mickey, Gumby leads, extras Gavin Geary 2-0. Geary will have the choice here. Geary defers. And Gumby takes bottom to start the second period, leading 2-0. Geary gets on the left side, there's the whistle. We're underway here in the second period. Gavin works a bar on the left-hand side, drives forward. Dramiki sits out, gets to his feet, stands up, turns back in, Geary on the right leg. Dramiki's in good position here, Gavin Geary is not. He's got to circle around, step over that leg. He's got to give up one point here, not to give up two. He still has control, he's got to either go dump here or give up the point and get himself in better position. We're 30 seconds into the second period. He's got to come up off the mat now. And there's going to be the reversal. Reversal two for Gumby. He now leads 4-0. That's why I thought Gavin should have kind of given up the escape there. Got himself to a better position to defend himself and get up on their feet. Jamicki again goes to that two-on-one. Tries to go with a cross wrist ride. Pulls it underneath for a straight jacket here. Gets himself over there. Gavin Geary's a strong kid. He fights hard. Keeps his hips flat to the mat here. Now they're parallel one another. And just as I say that, Jermicki spins behind. Now he jumps back out front, trying to turn Geary here. Geary gets his hips broken down. He's got to fight hard. Now he's going to go back points here. Jermicki has it tight. 45 seconds remaining in the second period. Gavin continues to fight himself through here, trying to roll through. He's caught in reverse half now as Jermicki's on the left side of him, trying to pull him back here. He's got the three near fall. Now it's just a matter if he can keep the pin off for Gavin Geary here. 25 seconds to go. And there's the fall. Time of that fall is three minutes and 29 seconds. Now I give Muhlenberg first lead of the night at six nothing as we go to 145 pounds. At one forty five, Exeter will send out Ashton Warshaw. And this will be Caleb Hafer for the Mules. Again, Exeter Green here tonight on the ankle bracelets and on the clock, and Muhlenberg is red. So we would have seen this match last week at the tournament had Ashton not been away for the tournament. Ashton shoots right in for a single leg, tries to circle over to the double. Hafer sprawls out, and then out of bounds with a nice shot there by... Ashton Warshaw right off the bat here. 13 seconds into the first period. And he's right there again, low single, ankle pick. Right two down, takedown. Ashton Warshaw, nice job. Good job by Hafer to get right back to his feet. A lot of action here going on. Ashton tries to lift, Hafer reaches back. Hits a switch there and he escapes and there's one. 2-1 Warshaw over Caleb hafer Muhlenberg. And we're only 30 seconds into the match. Back to the tie up here. Ashton faces out of the middle of the circle as Haper faces in. Ashton shoots a single to the right leg. He's in deep on it, hooks the ankle. He's got to break the hip through now. He steps up with it, gets to the side, cuts to the double, misses it, steps over in a wizard position here. He's got to work around his back here. There's the two. Takedown two for Warshaw. Great job of working there by Ashton Warshaw. And we're out of bounds, just under a minute to go with 54 seconds here in the first period. Ashton Warshaw, two very nice takedowns giving himself a four-to-one lead over Muhlenberg's Caleb Hafer. Warshaw gets on from the right side in referee position or underway for the final 54 seconds. Hafer tries to sit out. Warshaw trails behind, looking for a cross-face cradle. Gets himself in bad position here, but he hips in Harve the nice wizard there. Hafer's on a single here on the right leg of Warshaw. Warshaw with a wizard with his right hand. He's out front. Laces down. He's gotta work himself better position here. Ashton's gotta keep working here. Working for, a, he's got a Merkel ride here. He's got his leg inside, he locks up the Merkle, he extends it. We have two reversal. And it's now 4-3. The reversal there by Hafer with 12 seconds to go. Warshaw will go down here for the last 12 seconds. Looking to get at least one point here as he leads 4-3. To his feet, Warshaw gets himself up. Back down, hits a switch. We're under five seconds here. And that'll run the clock out here. Warshaw leads 4-3 after the end of the first. It'll be Hafer's choice here in the second period. He defers. Warshaw will start down with the one-point lead going into the second period. 4-3, Exeter sophomore Ashton Warshaw. Hafer gets on the left side in referee's position. Warshaw works himself to his base. Now he gets flattened back down here with a one-on-one on the left side. He slides himself back to his base. Tight waist here by Hafer. He's gonna try a little tilt action here. Warshaw works himself up to his feet, out of bounds. Nope, turns him back in here. 135 to go in the second period. Again, Warshaw works himself back to his feet. Looks for a switch on the way down, and we're out of bounds. Nice job by both wrestlers there to keep on working. It's 4-3, Ashton Warshaw with 128 to go here in the second period, taking on Muhlenberg Jr., Caleb Hafer. As I said, Hafer is 9-3 on the season. Placed fifth at the Conestoga Valley Tournament last week. Warshaw works back to his base. Knee slides himself to his feet. Tries to hit a switch they come back down. Hafer steps back over it. Warshaw continues to scoot his hips out to the left. Looks like he's going to get the reversal. There it is. Reversal two for Ashton Warshaw. Nice job of keep working. Now he's got to keep Hafer down here for last minute. Looking for that cradle. Gets himself out front and he's gonna give up a reversal here. There's the reversal. Ashton got himself in bad position. A little out of control there. Leads 6-5 with 50 seconds to go here in the second period. It'll be Hafer's choice in the third, so Warshall needs to score a point. Hafer works a bar on the left side. Ashton tries to sit away from it. Hafer does turn him through. There's the count, and there's the pin. The fall by Caleb Hafer. Three minutes and 24 seconds into the second period. And that gives Muehlberg a 12-0 lead as we head to 152 pounds. Ash got caught there in the bar and got turned and was tight. It should be Riley Tryansky receiving the forfeit at 152 pounds. Making it 12-6. This is Matt DePiro going out at 160. He will also receive a forfeit. So that evens it up at 12-12. As we go to 172 pounds, Exeter should be sending out Finn Strauss here, the sophomore, two and seven on the season. This should be Jaden Poppo. 0-5 in the season for the Mules. Popo and Strauss. And we're underway. Popo and Strauss work themselves into a tie up here. Push themselves around, they work around the entire mat. Popo takes a shot, blocked by Strauss. Strauss spins to his right, he gets behind for the two. And they're out of bounds. Finn Strauss with the first two points of the match in the takedown. Papo is down here with 1.39 remaining in the first period. Strauss gets on the left side in referee position. Papo sits out to his right. Strauss covers. Breaks him flat, works a cross face. Strauss is a big cradle guy here. He's got long arms. He's got a good frame for a sophomore. He's tucking that elbow in the cross face. He's got the cradle locked up. Strauss going to rock him back here. He's got a lot of time. 1.21 to go. Oh, good job there by Popo to break the hold. Strauss should go right back to it. He knows he can get it. He's got to cross face that. Tuck that elbow in tight and, and work that cradle. Strauss goes with the right arm across face, locks up the tricep. Tucks it through. He's got to stay in bounds and they're out of bounds here It's 103 to go in the first period. Exers Finn Strauss leads. Muhlenberg's Jaden Popo 2-0. Again, we'll start in referee's position here. Tight waist far ankle. Breakdown for Strauss. Right to the cross face. He's got the elbow tucked. He's going to lock this up. Now he's got it locked up. He's got it back. He's got Strauss has Popo on his back. He's getting the call. Time of the fall. One minute and 14 seconds. And that is Finn Strauss with the fall for the Eagles. 1-14. And Exeter jumps out to an 18-12 to lead as we go to 189 pounds this will be Tucker Belanca for the mules and Johnny Miller for the Eagles sophomore versus senior a little rematch last year of last year's match where Miller tech fall Blanca and we're underway here at 189 pounds Miller right into a low single on the right leg. He's got the takedown, too. Belanca sits back through. Miller takes him back down. He's got the leg turked with his right leg through the legs. He's got the back exposed. Puts Belanca into criteria. Gets a three count there for two points. We're still holding the points right now. There will be the two near fall. Now 4-0, Miller. Balanca tries to sit back into him. Miller scoots, elevates the hips up. And Balanca with the reversal. Now 4-2. Johnny Miller leads the sophomore from Muhlenberg, Tucker Balanca. Miller hits a switch, puts Balanca right to his back, has the reversal, puts him in criteria, has it tight. And there's the fall, 1 minute and 4 seconds. The winner by fall, F4 extra at 189 pounds. Johnny Miller, the senior. And that runs it to 24 to 12. As we get to 215 pounds, and Exeter senior captain Sam Orzelak going to the mat. Sam has continued to sport one of the best haircuts in all of the area. The long hair out the back, the mullet cut, the side shaved down, high on the top, long on the back. He's had it since last wrestling season, and he keeps it for this year. So we've got Jordana, Sarah, and Sam Orslak here at 215 pounds. Orslak to an underhook, drops the head down. Actually, this is Samson Evans, a freshman. Sam's going to want to get him on the mat with his overhook here. He's got the collar tie. He's got the underhook with the right arm. And they break away. Sam's gonna work to get that head onto his chest. He's gotta pull him down. Gets to the side here. Evans goes for a headlock. Not there, and they break out. We're right back to it. 124 to go here in the first period. Both wrestlers continue to reach in circle. Sam works back on the head. Samson Evans wears a mask, um, and not the mask that we're wearing to announce it or, or, or view this wrestling match, but he actually has a mask on, probably because of a nose issue or maybe a, an eye issue or something like that, but he wears the full mask in the front, which makes it very difficult to see, especially in a dark gym like Exeter. Sam's in the tie-up, got the underhook with the right hand, shoots to the single, they're out of bounds, 53 seconds to go here in the first period. Like to see Sam get a takedown here as soon as possible. Again, collar tie with the left hand, underhook with the right arm, they circle back through. Sam snaps him down, tries to stay inbounds, and right on the edge of the mat, and they're out of bounds with 37 seconds to go here in the first period. Evan samson Samson Evans had a little problem with his headgear. He gets it resnapped turn it underway. The last 35 seconds remaining here in the first period. Again, both wrestlers reach and circle. back to the tie up right on the edge of the mat again sam's got to work in the middle of the mat here not out of bounds evan slow getting up here off the edge of the mat makes his way back to the middle of the mat here with 21 seconds remaining here in the first period sam right back to that tie up underhook now he's got the head down Evans goes for a side trip, not there. Sam spins behind and gets the takedown. Good job by Orzlak to keep moving and keep wrestling there. Now Sam goes to the cross face, looking for the cradle here. He's going to run out of time as we go into the second period. It'll be 2-0. Sam Orzlak with the choice here in the second period. Sam chooses down with a two-point lead as we enter the second period. He's down his referee's position. Evans again, coming on top here. He'll come on from the left side. Right hand tight ways. Sam gets himself right to his feet. Samson goes to the left ankle, Sam goes back to his feet, circles, runs it through, and he gets the escape. He's up three, one, nothing right now. He's getting right back to the offense here. He's gotta work himself back to the middle of the mat. He's gotta stop resting on the edge. Throws him down right to his back, and there's the fall. Two minutes and nineteen seconds in, Sam Orzelak with the fall for the Eagles, and now they run the lead to thirty to twelve. As we go to two hundred eighty-five pounds with Keegan Sneeringer Sabatka for the Eagles, and he should face against Caleb Harder for the Mules. So it's harder at two eighty-five from Muhlenberg and Sabatka Sneeringer Sabatka for the Eagles. Wrestlers shake hands and we're underway here at 285 pounds. Sobaka tries to get the head down for Harder, tries to roll through, he gets caught. Takedown for Harder. He has, and there's the fall, 13 seconds into the match. Schneering Sabaka tried to go for a throw, he got caught, put himself right to his back, and was nothing he could do from that position there. So that'll take us to 106. Two freshmen on the mat here for Muhlenberg. Javian Cruz, six and five on the season, and for the Eagles, for the Eagles, Racer Boyd, Boyd and Cruz, and we're underway at 106 pounds. Extra leads 30 to 18. Racer Boyd's got to work his hands out front. And, and on his feet here, he puts his hands against his thighs. Doesn't help defend himself. He's got to get his hands out and defend. One up, one down, and work into a tie or some type of takedown. Cruz steps him back. Cruz trying to set up the takedown here. Trying to move Boyd's feet. Boyd's got to keep his elbow down. Cruz keeps working inside control. Boyd's got the wrist trap. Cruz is going to come to takedown in any second here. He's been real fidgety. See what happens. There it is. There's the shot. Defended by Boyd. He gets the front headlock. He hooks it. Steps over. He's got the takedown. Nice job by countering racer Boyd there. Cruz right up to his feet. He has the escape. So it's 2-1 here. Racer Boyd just under a minute to go in the first period. Cruz goes for a low ankle pick. Boyd sits through down on it. Got to continue to fight here. Crew's got his head stuck in between the legs. Razor's got to pick up one of these ankles and attack the head now. He's got to break those hands. He's got to keep the ankle with his left hand here. He's got to either go tight ways or something. He's got to continue to break those hips down. He's got to keep flattening himself down, laces away, slide his hip down. That's it. He's doing a nice job of getting his hip down here. Slide himself off the back, but he can't just sit there. He's got to move. He's got to move. Now he's got a position, and they break free back to the feet, the remaining 15 seconds to go here in the first period. Cruz has taken both shots so far here in the period. Boyd counter got the takedown, and they broke out free, and we're under five seconds to go. Cruz takes another shot, he's in tight, but that'll end the period. Racer Boyd leads 2-1 after the end of the first period. It'll be his choice here in the second period. Boyd defers, Cruz takes down. Trails 2-1 here to Exeter's racer, Boyd. Davian Cruz set, Boyd gets off on the left side. There's the whistle, Cruz sits back into him. Boyd circles behind, he's gotta cover those legs. Now he's gotta go forward. Cruz right to his feet, there's no exchange there. A lot of scramble, but no exchange. Boyd's still behind, he's got a bar on the right side. Struggling to keep Cruz down here. Boyd's got to work something. He's just holding on the left side, looking for a bar there. He's Got a pressure forward. Cruz is out. There's the escape. 2-2 tie. Both guys are head to head here in the tie up. Right on the edge of the mat in front of the Exeter bench. Boyd tries to pass the elbow. Not there. Cruz pushes in. They did the underhook. Cruz shoots. He's low in the single. He's in good position. Boyd runs him through. No takedown yet. He's got to cross it over. Now we're going to get takedown the other way. The Merkel there for Cruz gives him the takedown. And we're 50 seconds remaining here in the second period. Cruz has a Merkel locked in. He doesn't know what to do with it, it appears like. Boyd's well, gonna break himself free and get to his feet here. Now he gets his leg out, Cruz gets behind. More conventional approach to riding here now. Boyd gets to his feet. We've got potentially dangerous, illegal legal hold. One point red for a penalty point. Racer had only a few fingers, not the whole hand as he tried to get free. So he'll go back down here for 28 seconds to go. It's 5-2 Cruz. 28 seconds remaining here in the second period. Cruz lines up on the right side this time. Neither guy really does anything on the whistle. Boyd tried to work to his feet. Cruz looking for the cradle. He has it locked up. Boyd tries to base out. Cruz off to his left side. Right hip to Boyd's left hip, trying to bump him across. Boyd's got to stay down here. He can't come up. He's got to base it out as hard as he can. He's got to attack the hands. Cruz isn't able to turn him yet. He's got to attack the hands and break it. Cruz jumps up, and that's the end of the second period. Cruz leads 5-2. Boyd, yeah. It's Boyd's choice here in the third. And they're neutral. As we go to the third, Racer Boyd's got to take a shot here. Cruz has done all the action on their feet. Boyd has defended. Let's see if Cruz, with a three-point lead, kind of slows this down a little bit or keeps going for the shots. Yeah, he snaps down Boyd. Tries to spin behind, tries to gut-wrench it. It's not there. Then goes to a headlock, they square back off. Racer had a shot there, he should have run right through him. 1.30 to go here. Reinder of this bout at 106 pounds. Javian Cruz leads Racer-Boyd up extra five to two. Again, we're on our feet. Cruz continues to push the action. Boyd's gotta work, he's down by three. Cruz doesn't have to. Cruz has a three point lead and is still pushing the action. Racer Boyd's gotta try something here. Doesn't matter if you lose five, two, or seven, two, you gotta go. One minute to go here in the match. Again, they're in the collar tie, head to head here, far head to far head. Just circling. Racer Boyd's got to do something. Javian Cruz has a three-point lead. He does not need to shoot. Cruz has himself in the middle of the circle. Good position. Continues to attack the head of Boyd. Continues to keep him off. Racer's got to go for something here. 35 seconds remaining in the bout. Exeter's Racer Boyd down by three. Five to two. He's got to take a shot, he's got to try something here. 25 seconds to go, continues just to get pushed around, and Cruz does a nice job. Centers himself back up on the mat here for the last 15 seconds. Boyd has still not pushed the action. Cruz is not gonna get a caution here for stalling because Boyd has not pushed the action from extra's point of view. He's got to try something, we're under five seconds. This is how it's gonna be right here. And that'll end the match, J.B. and Cruz of Muhlenberg wins by decision, five to two. So that's a five to two decision win for J.B. and Cruz. And that makes the score 30 to 21 as so we hit 113 pounds. And Ian Lubinow for the Eagles. So the junior Ian Lubinow. Lubinow's two and seven on the season. Facing TJ Simmons, a junior who's three and eight. Lubenow's a two-on-one, a baseball bat grip on the arm, trying to get it on the mat. Simmons gets out of it. They're back on their feet, just head up. A little hand fighting here in the middle of the mat. Simmon's head clubs hard. Again, Lubenow's a two-on-one on on the left arm. Baseball bat grip gets it on the mat, but once he gets it there, he's got to go. They break free from one another, work themselves back to the middle of the mat. A minute and 10 to go in the mat, in the first period here. Ian's got himself kind of stuck in a bad position. He's got all of his weight over top of his heels. He's got to move his feet here. He's going to get ankle picked soon. Ruben now tries to slide by, throw um, Simmons over the top. Not there. Simmons goes for a low single. Ian counters the single of his own on the left side. He's got two hands around the leg. He's up through the legs. He's got to capture, he's got to step over that leg he's got there. Step over the leg, capture the leg with your right leg. Keep circling to your right, Ian. There it is, he steps over, locks the leg. Now push the head away. Pop your head to a double and drive through. There's the takedown for Lubinow. Now we're 25 seconds remaining here in the first period. Lubinow on top. Breaks him flat here. Continues to ride here 10 seconds ago, go. Has, he's got himself in bad position. He's got to get back. He's on a leg. He's got to work up here. It comes up off the mat. Three, two, one. Gets it back down. And that will end the first period. Lubinow leads 2-0. Nielsenberg's choice here to start with the second period. They defer. Lubinow will take down most likely with a 2-0 lead. Luvenel down to the referee position as we start the second period. Muhlenberg wrestler gets off from left side. Luber now sits out. Covered up again. Got to sit and move. He can't just sit and stop. Cross wrist ride here to the far arm for the Muhlenberg wrestler. Luber now tries to break free. We've got locked hands there on the Muhlenberg wrestler. It's going to be a penalty point one for Exeter. Locked hands. So we'll restart here at 113 pounds, 147 seconds remaining in the second period. Lubinow again tries to sit out, gets to his feet, gets thrown back down on the mat, back to his base, back up to his feet. He's got to drop his hips down now so he can't be put to the mat that easy. Again, he's up to his feet. Nielsenberg's wrestler slides behind, covers up the hips, goes for a half, Nelson a power half on the left side here. Lubinow breaks that three. He gets himself to his feet. Almost had locked hands again there. Again, Lubinow has to come up with wrist control. He's got to do something when he comes up. He just can't give up his wrist. Got about a minute and five seconds to go here in the second period. Lubinow leads 3-0. Works back to his base. Now he's out. Nope, back down on the mat. Stalling red. Nuremberg Lester called for stalling here. The first one, the next one will be a point for Lubinow. Lubinow's got to continue to work here. The Mueller wrestler's just hanging on to a two-on-one wrist ride here. Now he throws the leg and looking for a Merkel ride, does the Muhlenberg wrestler. Lubinow again, 29 seconds to go here in the second period. got to get himself back up to his feet and do something. The Exeter bench screaming him at him to to circle his feet and face up to the guy. Again, works back up to his base, gets back to his feet, tries to break free, gets pulled back down to out of bounds. Six seconds remaining here in the second period. It's 3-0 Exeter's. Ian Lubinow still on bottom. He leads 3-0. He said, Muhlenberg wrestler on from the left side, right to his feet. Gets turned, they're out of bounds, there's the escape. And that's the end of the second period. Nice job by Ian Lubinow to get the escape there. The closing seconds of the second period. The Muhlenberg wrestler takes down here, trailing
4: 4-0 as we
1: head to the third. <laughs> now lines up from the left side, works a tight race, far ankle for a breakdown. Steps back over it now. He's got a half right there if he just throws the left arm hard. He's got the Muhlenberg wrestler on his hips. He's got to break his left arm free here. Does not control the legs of the Muhlenberg wrestler. Muhlenberg wrestler gets up, turns around, and gets the escape. Luvenal continues to work. Two takedown by Luvenal. They never really get out of that position. The Mueller wrestler got the escape and kind of turned right back into it. Now it's 6 to 1, Ian Lubinau with a minute and 20 seconds to go here in the bout. Again, the Mielberg wrestler has wrist control. And Lubinau works back up. He's going to get a reversal here. There's the reversal to Mueller wrestler. Ian lubinow has got to get a wrist control on top. He's just holding on and not doing a whole lot. They're right on the out-of-bounds line here in front of the Exeter bench. One minute to go in the bout, and they're out of bounds. 58 seconds ago, Lubin out leads 6 to 3 as he'll be down here with 58 seconds to go in the bout. We had a caution there on Red. Caution on the start. So they'll reset themselves here in referee's position. Luvenal works back to his feet. He's out, he's gotta scoot himself out. He's gotta get his hips down here. He's got no wrist control again as he gets to his feet. The Mjolnberg works cross wrist ride, tries to go far arm. Luvenal bases himself out here. 33 seconds remaining in the bout. Ian Luvenal leads six to three. He's got to move from this position. Cannot expose himself at the back here. He's got wrist control. He's got to put that wrist on the mat. Now he's got to circle hard to his left. He's got his head on the mat, though. He's got to get himself up. Now the Muhlenberg wrestler has his hips down. And Ian's got the leg. 10 seconds to go. Ian's got to put both hands on that leg and lift it up. The Muhlenberg wrestler has a half Nelson in with his left arm. I think there'll be no change here, and that ends the match with a 6-3 victory for Ian Lubinow, and that decision runs the Exeter lead to 12 points at 33 to 21. We now go to 120 pounds for Exeter Joey Henderson. So this will be a forfeit for Henderson. Runs it to 39. That'll put Exeter's freshman Conlan Boyer on the mat at 126 pounds. This as well will be a forfeit. That makes it 45 to 21, and I'll take Michael Borja to the mat, as where I believe he will receive a forfeit as well, and that'll finish it off here tonight with a score of 51-21. We'll be back with a wrap-up from tonight's match. Exeter going away here 51-21 over the Muhlenberg Mules. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: to learn more.
2: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com.
0: It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And we're back. Exeter goes away, winning this one 51-21 over the Muhlenberg Mules. It didn't start so well for the Eagles tonight. Muhlenberg jumped out to a 12-0 lead with pins at 138 and 145. Extra then received two forfeits at 52 and 60 to tie it up. At 172, Finn Strauss went out and put Extra in the lead for good with a pin in 114. Johnny Miller did the same in 104 at 189 pounds. Sam Orzelak put us into the second period for his pin in 2 minutes and 19 seconds, running the score to 30 to 12. At 285 pounds, Muhlenberg won by a fall there at 106 pounds and 113 pounds, uh, actually 106 pounds, Muhlenberg won by decision, 5-2 at 113 pounds. Ian Lubinow won by decision, 6-3. And then Joey Henderson, Conlin Boyer, and Michael Borja all received forfeits to end the night, running the final score 51-21 Exeter. So that'll wrap it up here tonight. Exeter's back in action tomorrow night at Reading High. Uh, We'll wait to see if that match we brought to you here on the Exeter Sports Network. We're waiting for permission from Reading High. If not, the next match you'll see Exeter or hear Exeter in will be this Saturday from Octorora as we go for the Octorora Duels. And then on Channel 1 or Channel 2 for Boys Basketball, Channel 1, tomorrow night, huge game against Burke's Catholic here at Exeter. You can listen to that game on the Exeter Sports Network as well, Channel 1, and hear good old Darren Ziner give you all the calls from Exeter's gymnasium as the Exeter boys take on Burke's Catholic Saints. Again, from Exeter tonight, 51-21, Exeter runs their record of 2-0 in the season. Um, good start to the season here. For my producer, Jerry Geloff, this is Mike Boyer signing off, as we'll hear and listen to all of you again next week. Uh, Everyone here at GJ Media wishes you and your family a good night.
0: Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Exeter Boys Wrestling on the Exeter Sports Network, brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at PennStateHealth.org, Meg's Quilted Memories at MegsQuiltedMemories.com, and the Reading Royals at RoyalsHockey.com. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gell Media. Good night.